there's so many uncertainties. You need to remember why you succeeded. I finally knew what to fix first. But there's no substitute for hard work. I wasted years before I finally figured it out. But I kind of woke up and just said, look, you know, don't waste this opportunity. He was trying to find a solution to a problem. We actually don't rush to the urgent. We rush to the apparent, which is even more deadly. It turns out I was confusing the same people I wanted to help. Welcome to the Construction and Ag Business Growth Podcast. This is your host, Jeannie Rinkob with StoryBuilt Marketing and Consulting. These are the stories of owners and leaders overcoming obstacles, finding opportunities, and building better businesses that serve our community, our country, and our world. In this episode, it is part of a four-part interview series with Scott Lovell of Smithco Side Dump Trailers. We're discussing how focusing on our customer's problem first has actually allowed them to not just insulate themselves from outside market circumstances, but also position them to grow deeper into a wider variety of industries they serve. I'm sure as business owners and leaders, you can imagine how that could benefit your business. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Let's dive in. Let's shift gears just a little bit. When I did get a chance to talk to you and, you know, I was really curious, like, what is it about this company that makes everybody tell me you you need to meet these guys? You're going to love them. Like they're going to, they're going to be something you know, right up your wheelhouse. And one of the things that really stuck out to me was that you said something about when customers or people came to potential customers came to you and said, we have a problem. We need a solution to the problem that we're trying to fix, which in my world, I feel like that's where we need to start as business owners and entrepreneurs is, you know, what problem are we fixing for people? And even just as managers and leaders and organizations, what problem are we fixing for our people, for the people we serve, for our customers? But you guys have really taken an approach of, all right, we'll dive in and help people maybe even craft and customize solutions with our products and services. And what that's done, it sounds like in turn, is it's actually created some security for you guys and helped you guys enter and have kind of a broader market and industries that you've served with actually has kind of served to give you guys a level of security. You know, industry shift, we're impacted by so many things. A lot of the industries you serve, you you serve a lot of mining, a lot of construction. So talk to me a little bit about that strategy of where did that come from? Where did that start? That that interest in saying, we want to help you find a solution, even if we don't have the solution. Yeah, the mindset really came from Smithco's infancy, just trying to get the concept of a side dump trailer on the market. When the concept was developed back in the mid-90s and it went to to a production phase, there was a lot of naysayers to the product. Okay. And, uh, you know, that won't work. It'll tip over, yada, yada, yada. And so there are a lot of hurdles to overcome. And one thing that Mr. Smith did, who was the founder of Smithco, you know, Smithco was founded because he was running a trucking company and he had an issue with end dumps tipping over. And so he was trying to find a solution to a problem. And he mm-hmm. found the, Smith, the side dump concept, improved on it, changed it did a lot of different things and eventually started Smithco. So in its infancy, well, I think, I think a lot of entrepreneurs like Mr. Smith was, they have a product. Okay. This, my product solves this problem. Yeah. Where else can this concept, maybe not the exact product we built, but the concept itself, what other markets can it serve and what other problems can it solve? And and that's really where we have excelled um, separate from our competition is we have a number of different 
models and tub styles that we've developed over the years for some for, for specific markets, some for specific types of uh, material that's being hauled. But we have always been a company that is not afraid to try what's never been done. And that has led us into markets that our competition do not serve. That has led us into relationships with different companies that mm -hmm. uh, maybe people wouldn't think a side, signed up market would serve. And um, that's been real key to our ability to weather the storms per se, whether it be when the towers went down in, in 2001 or the housing market crash or COVID, we have such a diverse portfolio of customer types and markets that we serve that in the bad times, we're able to really weather those a lot better than the, than the other competitors do because we have such a larger market to, to draw orders from. Mm -hmm. um, it's not to say that we haven't had some hits and misses in products that we've developed over the years because we have. And if we're looking at a new product offering, we also will look, well, does it have applications or uses beyond this one specific customer? If it doesn't, then that's going to be really cost prohibitive for the customer to buy it or for us to, to spend that much time and effort into it. So there are some things that we definitely say no to based upon different criteria, but we're always willing to listen. And, um, you know, we are a production facility. However, we call ourselves a custom production facility, which, you know, adds a, a whole new layer to the whole production process. And there's a lot of pitfalls and issues that can be associated with that. You don't have your your processes in, in, in place and in good order, but it has really opened up the concept of the side dump itself to areas that never would have considered it before. Yeah. So you talked about something and I think it's interesting. So you guys have, it sounds like a process in place to make those decisions as to, is this worth pursuing? Do we think we can find, you know, is there going to be opportunity for this? Do you have a specific actual process that you go through when you sit that, do you have certain people that take part in that conversation and is it systematic or is it, what does that look like in your business? Uh, it's probably a whole lot less formal than what people might imagine. It'll usually start with the salesman who's talking to the potential customer and that salesman, you know, everybody calls up and says, here's, here's what I want to accomplish. And most of the times what they're wanting to accomplish is not even possible. Yeah. Whether it be how much they want to haul per load of the the trailer that they want and so forth because I, we can build a trailer that's bigger than any tractor can pull so we have to know what the limitations are of, of the equipment that pulls the trailers and also the the rules regarding the road laws and so forth for wherever this these customers are operating because a lot of them they know things like okay what size tractor do we need if you ever go to sell this, is this resellable? Is this such a specific piece of equipment that we're going to build for you that you can't ever get out of it? And yeah. so we'll raise all those different concerns and things to them. And basically with the salesman, if we don't have something in, in our portfolio that will suit their interests and their needs, then we'll gather together the sales staff, engineering and uh, procurement, and, and usually myself and the production manager. And we'll just sit in the room and start spitballing this and we'll we'll have engineering laid out and so forth and this may take weeks it could take just a day or two wow. or we come to the realization hey this we just can't do what this person wants to do it doesn't make sense from the standpoint of uh our our offering or what they can do legally where they're at mm -hmm. and so there are times we say no and but most of the time we we can come up with 
even it's just a tweak. Uh, for example, we have a, a trailer that we call the Feedlot Series that was developed for cattle feedlots to get rid of their, their cattle waste and so forth. Mm-hmm. And we had a customer up in the Quebec area of Canada who had a mining operation, and he was wanting to achieve a certain payload, a certain volume, and he had some specific requirements of uh, unloading the product into hoppers. And so he had some size requirements that he had to have. And we were able to take that concept of the feedlot series, which was designed for high volume, lower density. You know, they're not only hauling manure with them, but they're hauling ag lime and, and silage and so forth with these mm-hmm. trailers. And we adapted that trailer for the mining industry for this one customer. And he he loves it. It's working great for him. So it's this, that kind of outside the box thinking that we use to help meet the customer's needs. You know, we say we don't build trailers, we build solutions. A lot of companies will say, okay, here's the trailer that we have. Here's our design. You can add this number of axles and we might put an extension set on it so you can get higher volume, but they don't make anything that's designed specifically for what that customer is doing. And then that's what sets us apart. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think that's, that really resonated with me that, you know, the problem and the solution. And, and I was just talking to somebody the other day about, you know, a customer service experience and like how important it is to understand that you're really there to solve a problem until that problem's gotten solved, or you've really told them why you can't solve that problem. You know, there's a gap. So it's really important to connect those pieces. Yep. Okay, I hope you're enjoying this conversation that I'm having with Scott. Don't forget, this is part two of a four-part series. We still have a couple more coming up that you're not going to want to miss. He's going to disclose how they're really leading with relationships, using the fact that they know relationships are key to really drive their geographic growth, which is pretty exciting. And they're also talking about how an unlikely strategy for this industry in their marketing is paying huge dividends. To make sure you don't miss these other episodes, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And I would also love it if you'd scroll down just a little bit and really quickly, you can rate the podcast. Give us an honest rating by clicking the stars. We would also love to have a review, but the rating is super easy. So make sure you do that and can't wait to have you on the next episode.